That's him. That's Saudi Boussi. Next guest on a fighter story. So this dude just won the PFL belt uh, last year. That came with a million dollar check. PFL is a lot different than most other promotions to where it's a season and you have to go through and make sure that you don't fuck up. So this dude is amazing. He's a great friend. Somebody that I really enjoyed getting to know and talk to. Uh, after he won his belt, he took it back to Senegal, which is where his family's originally from, even though he's from Sweden. So this dude's been all over the world, multiple-time world champion in kickboxing, and now PFL champion. So allow me to introduce my friend, and hopefully yours soon, Sadi Boussi. Thank you. See ya. And there we go. We finally got it done. I uh, I want to say on the record, thank you for coming on, and I apologize for having to cancel before. Um, it's not very often that I get a, another champion to come on the, the the channel on the podcast. So it's a pleasure having you on, and uh, thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. No, first and foremost, uh, no worries at all about canceling and rescheduling, and uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's been an honor to be able to watch you, um, especially last year when you won the PFL belt. That was that was an amazing sight to see. So, um, Thank you so I, I've been watching some of your videos, and you took it back to Senegal, and yeah. you got to show all your family and everybody the belt, and so that was like a really special moment. So I was hoping we could kind of go back to the beginning of where you're originally from and and where you grew up. Yeah. So. Uh, the thing is, my I'm I'm born and raised in Stockholm, Sweden, and uh, that's that's my like that's my home. But okay. both my fam, both my parents are born and raised in Senegal and came to Sweden. My father came to Sweden uh, late seventies, uh, so uh, I still have a lot of uh, like family and uh, uh, and like yeah, my grandmother and my aunt is still in Senegal so I still have my people up there so it was amazing so this time when I was there right now after the after the championship was only my second time being in Senegal um so but it was amazing like the 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 way they embraced me over there was like even more so than Sweden to be honest <laughs> yeah I was gonna ask you about that because I've been following your career for a little bit and every time I see you fight it says Sweden so yeah, that was a that was a little throw off, but no, it was it was amazing yeah. to see, and uh, yeah, yeah. So you're coming up or you're you're growing up through in Sweden. Do you yeah. have like a traditional parents that you know like how what are your parents kind of like or what do they do? I guess. Uh, so my 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 father he he passed away ten years ago unfortunately, uh, but he was he he was uh, he drove a taxi. And my mother, she works uh, as a, what do you call it, like a nurse uh, at a hospital. So, uh, so like, I grew up, uh, my, my, my upbringing was actually amazing. So, I have uh, five sisters and one brother. Uh, but the oldest sister, uh, we only have the same father, not the same mother. It was before my, my parents met. Uh, so, we didn't grow up together. We, we're still, like, 
very close and she was with me now in Senegal or whatever. But uh, we grew up like uh, two older sisters, one brother and two younger sisters and mom and dad, all of us together, like big happy family, like, you know, because, because like as a fighter, there's a lot of fighters there's been like, yeah, if, if I didn't fight, I don't know what I would have done and stuff like that. Like, I did, that, that's not where I come from. Like, I was, I had an amazing upbringing. Like, uh, my fat, my both my parents were very involved and uh, and all of that. And uh, like, the whole family just loved sports. And uh, I fell in love with mixed martial arts, I guess, or, or, or martial arts in general because I started with kickboxing. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you almost got, I, I got to bring it up, that liver kick that you got, that yeah. left liver kick, that thing comes out of yeah. nowhere. That's got like some judo background or there's something. <laughs> taekwondo. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, taekwondo, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes, so did you start martial arts at a very young age? I did not. So what, what happened is I played soccer. Soccer was my passion and I was going to be a soccer it's like that was my, my dream soccer player, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, around 14, 15, uh, 14, I believe, uh, I I was gonna change the teams that I played for. Uh, and between finding, like, leaving with the team that I was going to and finding another team, I tried one kickboxing session uh, and I forgot all about soccer. <laughs> and the thing is, so. Why I say kickboxing is because I still have the same trainer today. So he was he, came, he comes from taekwondo, from a taekwondo background, but okay. the club was like starting going from taekwondo into kickboxing. So I just came in and started training when when some people were still competing in taekwondo, but but more so like people started to competing in in kickboxing. So my whole base is. Like you can see a lot of Taekwondo in my fighting style, but I never competed in Taekwondo. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know like for those of uh, my listeners that don't always know everything about fighting, like the stand-up style is completely different. The Taekwondo compared to like Muay Thai is severely different. And so the way that you throw that left liver kick, there's no setup for it. You know, it's just, it's up. Yeah. You know, there's no skip. Yep. There, there's nothing. And it's yep. just so yep. fast. Yep. Yep. So. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And that, so fast. that's like, yeah. And uh, that's, that's something that I've been working on. And, and I like to throw it from both stands because I switch stands, right? I mm-hmm. find both, uh, both uh, uh, Orthodox and Southpaw. Uh, so the left kick is always going to be a big weapon for me. Um, and yeah, that's it. It all comes from the Taekwondo base. Yeah. So, did your family kind of follow you along with your newfound passion of, of martial arts, or were they trying to get you to still play soccer? At the beginning, my mom was fine with it because she just thought, like, yeah, it's something he likes to train. But me coming home after a couple of months and was like, yeah, I'm going to compete. She was like, you're going to do what now? Uh, and because she never went to my practice at that point or anything, she never seen me fight. She just like I go, I go like as a teenager, I go to training, I come back home, and she's like, "How was that? It was good." All of a sudden, I'm gonna compete. She has no idea, and she have she's never seen it. She doesn't even she barely knows what it is I'm doing, right? Yeah. So she was like, "All right, so uh, I guess I need to try to support you." And uh, so she came to my first like no family came to my first uh, my first fight, right? Uh, and I did very well. I won every fight, and 
she was like, yeah, that's good, so good, uh, like, congratulations, but now we can, like, try to go back to not competing, right? I was like, no, well, let's try a little bit more. <laughs> and it just continued like that until one day I just saw the switch in her because she went from please don't continue to when is the next fight? I need to make sure I'm off work. And that's what I understood. Wow. Like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Because at that point, I believe she's seen me fight like 10 times, something like that been around like see everything happening and she understands okay it's a sport and they're actually training and like it's not only people trying to hurt each other it's just like uh, it, the more you watch it the more you get like numb if that makes sense I guess. yeah yeah uh, there's there's a certain level of respect that i feel like you know especially yeah. if you're not in that the fighting world is to where even in, in practice, you know, you thank your pad holder or your sparring partner or in jiu-jitsu, sure. you know, like it, sure. it's, a, it's a very respectful thing. So, but from the outside it perspective, is. it's, you're just trying to knock the other guy's head off. Yep. Yep. So, yep. yep. That, that's correct. So, so I believe, I believe it took her a couple of fights uh, because I say her, because the rest of the family were, were okay with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I understand why why she feels that way because even myself, like, like a couple of years in, I started to coach people and, and corner people that was fighting, right? And I was so nervous before their fight, even though I was a fighter myself. So I can just understand, like, when you when you feel deeply about someone and you see them go in there, like, like it's hard. Yeah. Do you feel like you have more stress watching your your training partners' fights than? actually your own fight i believe it was a point where i had it was harder for me to especially like while well, some of my training partners going into a tough fight and i was like this is gonna be a tough one like i don't i don't see you <laughs> you can't say that though but yeah, i can't say that i can't show that but because at the same time, it's so hard because you just want to go in there and be like, yeah, do this, do that, do this, do that, right? But the only thing you can do is try to, like, help them prepare as best as, as possible, right? And then um, do what you can do during a fight. But it's so hard because, like, when the cage, when the ring, like, like when you're in there, like, there's only so much the coach can do, right? So, yeah, that, it's hard. But also... It's been different stages for myself when it comes to like anxiety and like nervous and all of that, right? Uh, as like when I started, I was so young and like naive and like I did, I was just like, yeah, of course I'm gonna win. Like I'll just go in there and win. Like that was that was my mentality. And then all of a sudden, I was competing for like international championships and stuff like that. And I started to think like, oh, damn, if I win this fight, I will become European champion. If I, like, so I started to to like put some pressure on myself and also the more i won like friends and people were like yeah all right in this in this fight i want you to finish that way and that way and that way so i like started to fight for different for other people if that makes sense right <laughs> yeah yeah no, it does. these other people right and and i i noticed that the result like mirrored that as well so when i when i got back to why i'm fighting and and and, and who i'm fighting for um i believe that i was in more more of a control and like i wasn't as nervous as 
uh, as like earlier, if that makes yeah. sense. So are you in, in your early days when you started training and you're doing just kickboxing, are you competing in just like a stand-up kickboxing or are you going into yeah. MMA? Okay, so, so when did you make so, that transition? Uh, 2013, uh, okay. I did my first MMA fight. So I believe I did my first fight in general, like just four or five months after my first practice, which was around 2002, I believe. So I did kickboxing and Muay Thai for, uh, what is that, 11 years, something like mm-hmm. that, 10 plus yeah. years. Uh, and uh, I managed to become multiple European champion and world champion four times in kickboxing. No, sorry, three times in kickboxing and one time in Muay Thai. And uh, after that, I went into MMA in uh, 2013. Uh, and I had, like, my plan at that point was to do kickboxing, MMA, and Muay Thai, like, all simultaneously. Like, because I, I just wanted to be able to get the best fights possible, right? Uh, because in kickboxing and Muay Thai, even though I was fighting professionally, it wasn't any big, uh, big purses. And, like, I understood that, okay, if I'm going to, do this as a profession i need to try to get something for it even though that wasn't my like initial like intention with starting with the sport but like okay so now i'm a grown man if i'm not getting money from this i need to work and if i'm working i'm not gonna be able to do it like so so you know it was like a, um uh, i don't know exactly the right word to say but uh, so i went into mma uh, because i i thought that it was gonna be more opportunities uh even though I didn't necessarily love MMA at that point. So what's that walk like? You know, because you're very, you're a veteran in, in making that walk out to the cage or the ring and yeah. in kickboxing and Muay Thai and everything. What is that walk like? Is it different knowing that it's it's a cage now and it's, it's full MMA? Uh, so, like, when I, when I was fighting in kickboxing and Muay Thai, at, at the like when I, after like a couple of years, um, I started to to understand what I needed to do. So like, I wasn't that nervous per se, um, if I prepared it well, right? If, like I, I got my confidence from my preparation and from just believing in myself, right? Mm. Uh, but that also came from experience, right? I had almost maybe 80, 90 kickboxing Muay Thai fights. So, go back to 2013 now i start from the beginning right so it was like okay so what can i expect now so in the, f- the first fight was so like it was nervous a lot of nerves because it was new and also because i believe if you ask fighters uh, like no one is afraid of like getting hurt like no one is afraid of the pain because like we train so hard and we like yeah. But what you're afraid of is like making a fool out of yourself on live TV or getting exhausted. Uh, and for me, knowing exactly how to how much energy I could exert in each round in kickboxing Muay Thai, now all of a sudden I'm doing MMA. And like the whole ground game, wrestling game is so new to me. So I have no idea how how I like how to like portion the energy throughout the fights. And so yeah. there were so many different things, you know? So, so that uh, gave me a lot of like, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so I started to get more nervous again, of course. Uh, but now uh, a couple of years in, to be honest, uh, 
when I feel a little bit like I felt like uh, in, in, in kickboxing and Muay Thai after a couple yeah. of years, I start to feel the same same way now in MMA. Like I know how <clears throat> how, how how long I've been around it. Right, I, right. Like I, I know that uh, it's not three minutes; it's five minutes. I know, like so, like I know that, and I know I know how how hard it is to wrestle, and I know how much energy I need to have for each discipline, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so not that. Yeah, so, so right now, I feel I feel uh, very relaxed going into the fight. How many uh, amateur fights did you compete in for MMA before you decided to turn pro? Zero. <laughs> so yeah, that's a funny story to be honest. So what happened was because I was a multiple-time world champion, right? So I came to the MMA gym um, to uh, Pancras Gym in Sweden uh, to the MMA coach, and I've been at that gym uh, helping uh, helping their their strikers with their stand-up and stuff like that, right? Before fights, yeah. they want some strike stuff. So, so, but I've never done MMA. So I came to the gym, already offered a fight from a promotion uh, that was like four months ahead. So I came to the to the coach and I was like, yeah, so I have a fight and I want to start MMA. He's like, oh, perfect, let's go. He's like, when is the fight? I'm like, in four months. He's like, oh, so <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't say anything. Uh, but And for me, but because I was... A little bit. I was a lot of. I, I was naive. I, I thought, well, it's fighting, yeah. right? Um, I didn't expect it to be so much like such a different sport, like from kickboxing, Muay Thai, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty similar <clears throat> to MMA. I had no idea it was like the. <laughs> it's so much like the tempo, the rhythm, the distance. Everything is different. There, like I had a lot of techniques that was like my signature techniques in kickboxing and Muay Thai. That was all like I could just take them to the trash because like people weren't just standing in front of me; they were jumping around. I was like, "Why, why are you jumping so much?" Like, <laughs> I, I can't. So, 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 yeah. So, uh, so I realized I realized that in my pro career, I had to learn how to become my MMA fighter. That's awesome, man. And and you said you still have like uh, the same team or the same coach or or how are you going yeah. through that? Still the same so, team from when you started and everything. Yeah, yeah. So my first coach, uh, uh, his name is Rolly Roland Peltier. Uh, so the the kickboxing, Jim uh, Vasa. So he's still he's still in Sweden. So he's been with me all my fights in PFL uh, and uh, the the MMA gym that I. That I fought for from Sweden, uh, called Pancreas Gym. Uh, every time I'm back in Sweden, I train. I train with them, and I train also with with the All All Star Gym in Sweden. Uh, but unfortunately, the coach over there has not been with me for the last season, two seasons for PFL. Uh, so, uh, uh, but I have another coach with me from his name is Selman from <clears throat> from his one of the head coaches I also assume so he always comes out and, and cornering me so uh, so I have I have the same people that I've known for for years but now uh, since since January 2021 uh, I'm based here in, in Vegas uh, and uh, right now I'm training yeah at, at extreme couture with with I don't know if you know all the coaches out here um, Eric Nixick, uh, Ray Sefo, uh, Nate, uh, Dennis Davis. Like, there's a, a lot of great coaches that I work with out, mm-hmm. out here. 
Yeah, no, that's amazing, man. It's uh, I want to yeah. get into uh, into one more thing and then get you out of here. Um, I wanted yeah, to talk a little bit about the PFL season and and the fact that you're not fighting the traditional MMA promotion to where it's like you have a a fight booked, you know, normally six to eight weeks out, something like that, or you know, if you get a last minute fight, and then you have a whole season to where you have to yeah. work off of points. And at the yeah. end of that, you have the ability to make a million dollars. How is that different in, in, in your fighting style, you know, knowing that you need to go for points or are you still going for the knockout every single time and putting it all out there? How do you kind of handle that? I've always been very curious with the different promotions. Yeah, that's the, you're completely right. And to be honest, I believe all uh, like everyone goes about it like differently, but for me, that's been one of the things that I've been trying to like. How do you say? Like understand? Okay, so uh, how my not understand master? If them it's a better word because in PFL you fight four times to be able to to win. You'll fight four times in six seven months. Right against top level opponents. Right. If you if you if you compare with a company like the UFC, where you might fight, I believe they you promise three fights per year, which would be one fight every three to four months, something like that, right? Uh, and if you're injured or anything comes up, whatever, whatever, you you can you can postpone the fight with like. For PFL, that doesn't happen. If you're not fighting, someone else is gonna take your place. So you you better make sure you're ready at every date, right? You know you you, you can't afford to uh, yeah to get sick, to get injured, to get because then you're out and the next man is in, right? Uh, I like that format format because there's no room for politics there's no room for yeah that guy is more hype so he'll go through no if you win you advance so you have it in your own hands but at the same time like i said if you if you if you're injured or if you're not like oh i didn't have the perfect camp because first three weeks of the camp i was whatever no one cares (laughs) like yeah (laughs) you see what i'm saying so so it's 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 hard but i love i love it because for me it's giving me because I believe that this format is the hardest out there in MMA. Oh, for sure. So, right? There's no, even Bellator has their like tournament, uh, but they do it for uh, like over like one year, year and a half. Like there's like, it goes six months, then you have another, like, like having just a couple of weeks, you fight, you come out from the fight, next week you get a new name for a fight, for a guy you're going to fight in like eight weeks or seven weeks. Like, Going through that has made me so much better because you have to be prepared to fight every style. So you have to work, or you like you have you have to become yeah. like so well-rounded. You know, I've talked to some of my friends about about the differences that they're not really into the fight game about the difference between like the PFL and the UFC. And I think the biggest thing for from my vantage point is the PFL turned a promotion into a sport kind of it it took it to more it is the league you know like to where you have the nfl you have a schedule and you have to stick to that schedule and that that kind of create makes it more of a sport it does take the politics out of it 
especially in the UFC, yep. you could have an 18 year old stepping in and all of a sudden he's on the game, you know, yep. and, you, and you got all this, this politic type stuff to, to push people up exactly like you're saying. So you are, I, in my opinion, you're hundred percent correct in saying it's the hardest format yep. to fight in. I obviously am not fighting in the PFL, but I can only imagine just with your schedule and the stress that goes along with that, even going into practice, you're taking risk yeah. every single day of popping an E or something. For sure, so, for, sure yeah. for sure, for sure. And like even speaking with like <clears throat> a lot of fighters that's been fighting for various promotions such as UFC, like that's the, the intensity from when the, the season starts to like go through the season. It's so much harder than everyone expects. Like not, not only physically, not only mentally, but also with the diet, like you have to diet and make weight four times in 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 uh, six to seven months, which yeah. is crazy because you see people after a fight they go for a food bender for two to three weeks. No, 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 no. You 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 might have that weekend, and then you have to go back. Like it's it's so many things that people don't realize, and that's also just to to go back to to the point because I have people, I have friends, like for instance. <clears throat> uh, in my semi-finals last season against um, um, Carlos Leal, sorry. So, because I believe that if if I didn't think about the finals, I would have taken a little bit more of a risk and maybe have, have, have been able to go for a finish at some point in the fight, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have friends that were like, yeah, you should have gone for the finish, you should have done And I'm like, yeah, but but uh, I'm fighting again in a couple of weeks. I'm fighting for a person that's going to change my life. I'm, I'm feeling that I'm winning this way, but still you wanted more entertainment. Like, you see what I'm saying? And there's so many, so many things like that, which is, which is like, because you want, you, of course you want to please people. You want to go for the knockout. You want to go like, but sometimes it's hard, you know, because like <laughs> the guy's not just going to stay there and let you knock him out. Uh, so yeah yeah no you are fighting the top of the top i know like yeah i I feel like a lot of people will say the ufc is but you like you said you can pull out you know and like and and change the fight so and you're fighting top level competitors what is that feeling like knowing that you finally have a chance to take a fight that you know is going to change your life forever in the pfl championship it felt if, like to be honest, if I go if I go to like the the preparations before, um, for me I I didn't think about the paycheck. <clears throat> I didn't think about anything else but the fight because I was like if I just focus on the fight, I focus on myself and what I need to do to beat this particular opponent, then. Everything else is gonna sort itself. I'm gonna get the belt. I'm gonna become champion. That's gonna come with that price, with like, like. So because it's just like thinking about the PFL season. If you think about, oh man, I have four fights in six months. Yeah, it sounds rough, but right now what I have is I have one fight in two months. That that's the only thing I'm thinking about right now. You see what I'm saying? So I'm trying to always like make it like. <laughs> what I have in front of me and what I really need to focus on. Because mm-hmm. if I start thinking about, yeah, so after this fight, I'm going to fight that guy potentially. 
and maybe look 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 over that guy. I'm not gonna get over. It. I'm not gonna win that fight potentially because I didn't take that seriously. Like, so I need to have all my focus on what's in front of me. And sometimes for me, uh, it's just dumb it down and just make it simple. Like I had that fight. Screw the championship. Screw the money. Screw everything. That fight wanna beat me. No, I'm not gonna let that. Out. Like that was my my way to like approach it. And afterwards like it took it took maybe a good three to four weeks to understand what just happened yeah and what is that feeling like i mean you got your hand raised the pfl day put the belt over your shoulder instead of putting around your waist and they have this gigantic check it's just obscene for no reason i don't know why you need this big check normally they just hand it to you in the back but what is that feeling yeah. like, you know, finally getting that belt, you know, on a, the massive stage of the PFL, um, handed a million dollar check, you know, the confetti's going everywhere, the lights are yeah. everywhere. What is that feeling like? It's it's surreal because like for years I've been watching my opponents like live that moment and understanding that I have what it takes to be there, uh, I just need to figure a couple of things out. So I believe that the moment was sweeter for me because <clears throat> it was my fourth season. Was it the fourth season? Yeah, I believe it was the fourth season, right? Uh, 2018, 2019, 20, yeah, it was the fourth season in PFL. So okay, I was I was an alternate for the finals two times, and one time I was out in the quarterfinals. And at that point, the quarterfinals, I lost, and I didn't lose. I, I had a draw against Ray Cooper, who then won that season. So I'm like, I'm right there. I'm right there. So now making a couple of adjustments, coming out to Vegas training here, and then finally starting to feel a little bit like like, a, like the thing that I was saying with, with the kickboxing and Muay Thai, the experiences, knowing what I need to do to win, like to be honest it was it was surreal it was so <clears throat> i believe I, I don't think that i would have enjoyed the moment as much if i just wanted the first year because i wouldn't have had to ask myself so many different questions to be able to overcome everything and be become the champion yeah if that makes sense yeah no yeah it definitely does um mm. all right so i know you got to get out of here so just couple more minutes i uh you know what what is next for you because you're a world champion multiple time belt holder all over the world multiple sports you've got the pfl in lockdown you got a season coming up what are you looking forward to next and what's on the horizon for this coming year so yeah so for me like i'm i'm gonna be greedy Uh, i'm going for the second season uh I'm winning this oh, yeah. year again, uh, starting April 14th in two months. Uh, so I'm just like, uh, this is like the first week of, of camp. I've been doing like pre-camp. So right now, like having this this <laughs> this podcast with you, uh, I'm reminded about last season. But for me, last season is last season. Like that's not gonna. I'm not gonna go into the next fight and be like, yeah, yo, I'm a champion, so, so take it easy. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, coming for I'm, your head. I'm, no, no, no. People will be coming for me, and I yeah. love it, and, and I'll be, I'll be working 
harder because now I know it works. I know the recipe. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm back to back. That's that's the goal. Yeah, no, that's amazing, man. What uh, what have you changed for this upcoming camp, or have you changed anything? So, in general, I believe because if you looked at my my like growth in MMA, uh, or, or if you like just my evolution, so I came in as a striker, right? Which is it's natural that I needed to work on my wrestling and my grappling. So. Before last season, I believe that people were watching my fights and had like a game plan. That, okay, fucking just take him down and hold him down. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be able to win the fight because that's like all my all my losses were, were, were just like that, right? <clears throat> so for me to be able to to uh, to be honest enough to see that okay, that needs to change because if I'm if I'm my opponent. That's the game plan that I that I was gonna that I was right. gonna yeah. put up, right? So so I put myself in in their mind, me and my team, and now we don't have that. But that took away a little bit of my striking because I had to put so much effort into plugging that hole, so to speak. Now I feel so comfortable in wrestling and grappling that I can start getting back to my striking, get that on, like because I believe that it, to do that, I believe. I had to take a little bit off, not 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 on purpose, but I believe that that's what happened. So yeah. that's why, I, because I had I had I didn't have any finishes last season. I still won. So this year I'm looking to finish people. So I got a random, really weird question. I feel like I don't really get a chance to talk to world champions this often. So I got to know yeah. the the confidence that you had from getting that belt. And kind of like throughout that night, you know, I know that night you're on top of the world. I, you know, you have to have done that to know what that's actually like, but how long were you able to carry that confidence on with you? And are you still able to do that now? For sure. And it all boils down to me, my worth ethic, like, like coming to the gym and, and people look at me and be like, man, I'm so happy for you, but I saw you working your ass off for like, there's no fluke, right? There's, you don't, you don't get to become a five-time world champion if you're not working on it, mm-hmm. that, right? So everything, I, I'm a firm believer that what happened is not gonna help you for the next fight, but, but that's not necessarily true, but just because in my mind, I need to, I, I can't be uh, complacent, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I need to, I need to make sure that, that okay, what can I do better? Uh, what, what do I need to change? Even though I won, if you hear me and my coach, if you look at like the things that we've been writing down for the next season, you would have thought that I lost on a knockout the last, my last fight, because that's the way we approach it, and that's not to not be because. For me, I, I'm, I'm gonna be able to smell the roses when I'm done. But for now, I'm still like I don't believe that I'm in my prime yet. So if I start to be like take the foot off the gas pedal or whatever, I'm not gonna reach the goals that I'm when I'm and, and I'm and I'm gonna like shoot myself in the foot, so to speak. So yeah. so for me, of course, the confidence comes from all the experience, but more so also putting in the work. 
Yeah, for sure. It, I, yeah. I, I have noticed that uh, whenever I'm not injured, um, you know, I, I can, yeah. can carry some confidence from the gym into like my daily life. Yeah. And so I can yeah, imagine sure. what that's like, you know, holding a belt and everything. So, um, yeah. yeah. All right, man. This it, It's truly been amazing <laughs> to know you and, and hearing your story and everything. Where can everybody find you online? Um, so the uh, easiest way to find me is on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. Uh, and it's my full name, Sadi Bussi. Um, and uh, uh, that's where you're going to uh, find all the information also regarding my upcoming fights, uh, which is going to be here in Vegas as well. BFL is coming back to Vegas uh, oh, nice. in April, okay. which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing. So, so I don't have to travel for this one. That's going to be amazing. Um, also, have to travel. Uh, yeah, It'll make the yeah, weight cut a yeah, lot yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> much easier, much easier. Uh, so I'm happy about that. But also, I wanted to ask uh, about your uh, your health journey. How how is it? Oh yeah, right thanks there? for that. No, I uh, yeah. So I go in for surgery on the 22nd. Um, we got to do okay. it's, it's yeah it's something in my lower back. They got to cut some bone out and rearrange everything, but. I should. I've been through worse, man. I, oh, wow. uh, I've I've put myself through hell. I've crawled out of it, and this is just like a small speed bump, you know. That it seems like it's a big thing right now because I'm I'm in it, you know, like I'm I'm yeah. in the chaos of yeah. everything. But I can see yeah. that like yeah. there's light at the end of the tunnel, and you know I'll, I'll get through it. So, um, no, thanks for asking, man. That means a lot to me. I appreciate that. Um, no, I like the mindset and keep it up. Yeah, no, I'm I'm trying. I uh, that's why I asked the the confidence question, and that's honestly why I do this is to just to kind of see how people can get to where they got, you know, because it, it's I never wanted to be one of those people that looked at somebody and be like that must be nice, you know. I yeah. don't like that mindset. That's a horrible, horrible mindset. So instead of trying to be yeah. like, oh, that must be nice. I just wanted to have a conversation, you know, and see what it's, you know, see how you got there and just talk to people like humans and, uh, you know, no ego involved, nothing like that. And it's, it's working out so far. It's, it's been a fun trip and I've gotten to talk to you today, which has been amazing. So yeah, no, I've I've been having fun, man. And it's going to be amazing to, uh, to see you fight April 14th. Uh, you don't have to travel in Vegas and, uh, it's almost, yeah. I don't know, man. It's going to be a little bit more stressful watching you fight this time after I've gotten a chance to meet you and <laughs> talk to you and everything, but I will 100% be watching and uh, I will post uh, your social media links below this. And then uh, also that Senegal video is amazing. So I'll probably put that down below as well. So people can see you oh, going back do. to your roots and uh, getting to show off the yeah. belts back to the Senegalese people. So all right, man. Well, Love I'm going to let you get out of here. It's been amazing talking to you, and uh, sincerely, thank, thank you, you so much. On. All right. All right, my man. On, man. Take care. Speak later. Take All right. Care. Bye.